Well, hey guys, it's been a little while, hasn't it? Sorry I've been uh, uh, missing in action. Uh, it's been a busy few weeks. Uh, if you follow me here on YouTube, then you will know that uh, I've bought a new van. I've been traveling around a bit. Me and Diesel have been going on adventures, so I just haven't had the chance to uh, sit down and do some podcasts, but I've got a few more lined up, so uh, they are coming back. So thank you for uh, hanging in there, and thank you for you guys on Instagram and in the YouTube comments saying that you wanted to see these back. They're a lot of fun for me to do, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that you guys are enjoying them too. So we are back with a bang, uh, literally. Uh, so my my next uh, guest uh, is uh, an adult film star. So her name is Corey Chase. And uh, it's a very interesting story how we got talking. Uh, you might be thinking, Adam, how do you know an adult film star? Well, we're about to tell you. So uh, without further ado, hello, Corey. Hi there. How are you doing? <laughs> very good. Well, thanks for uh, for coming on the podcast. Um so yeah, for, for you guys wondering, um, I was on Instagram and uh, I was just browsing through looking at the likes on my pictures and I see a like from Corey Chase. Now, you know, I have seen Corey's uh, work before um, and I was like, wait, is it? Like, is it's got to be like some spam account, some fake account. <laughs> and so I clicked on it and I was like, no, it's not. Like, this is actually Corey's real account. So I was like, maybe it's gotten hacked or something. So I uh, I just dropped her a DM and I was like, hey, thanks for the love on the pictures. You know, it was it was all of the dog pictures actually that that you were mm -hmm. you were liking. Um, and I was like, thanks for the the love on Diesel's pictures. And then we just got chatting. And so you found me through the producer Michael YouTube channel, right? Correct. And so, so that's yeah, that's the main the main way I found you. And then um, uh, the dog pictures is really when I started following when you got diesel is when I really started following you on Instagram yeah yeah he's uh, do you know what I said in one of my last videos I was like I think I could quit YouTube and just do a diesel YouTube channel and it would do better than my stuff mm -hmm. yeah a lot of times <laughs> they're chip magnets the puppy dogs are chip magnets yeah do you know what he would be if he actually liked other people he's like still scared of people so he doesn't let anybody go up and like give him love so I'm kind of like he is cool, I promise, but he just doesn't like being around people. But you were just telling me uh, before we started rolling, you have uh, a puppy of your own. Well, not a puppy, yes. but you have a doggo. Yes. Um, what's her name and how old is she? Um, well, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. It's Set Puppy is how I like to promote it. Uh, she has her own real name, but Set Puppy is her Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and she's 17, right? 17 but she's still my puppy For, i was gonna they're always puppies aren't they and i know yeah. you just showed her to me but would you, can you scoop her up again and show people yeah yeah i can <laughs> <laughs> so she is super cute 17 years old it's crazy 17 and she's still a little puppy she has her moments oh she's like i don't like being on camera she's sweet have you had her since she was a puppy yes yeah, she, we, um, she's a short-legged rat terrier. We picked her up from a breeder up in Micanopy in North Florida, which is just north of Gainesville. And uh, they're, they're on like 10, 15 acres. And they have 20 of these little girls running around with their puppies. It, and it was adorable. Aww. And they're all very, very well taken care of she's cute she's so cute i can't believe she's she's 17 though she like normally when dogs get that old they're especially if they're white their first starts to look a bit like dull you know but she looks well she looks great yeah. 
Yeah, she, I mean, she's a lot whiter than she used to be. Um, and she, uh, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gave me this look. Um, but uh, feeding her the, the, like making her own dog food does, did help a lot with her coat and all kinds of skin problems and everything. So what do you feed her? She enjoys it. Uh, right now it's a combination of chicken breast, um, green beans and, uh, rice. Ah, right. So and I... she gets, she also gets a uh, cottage cheese as like an afternoon snack for calcium. And we were thinking it had vitamin D, but found out it didn't, but we live in Florida and there's enough sun so she can get her vitamin D that way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. So I just started to give diesel chicken breast. So I've got him on this, uh, this like sport, uh, dry dog food. And I would always mix in like some fish or, you know, some, something just to give it a, a little bit more flavor once or twice uh, a week. Um, but he, he normally, you know, he likes it, but recently he just hasn't been eating it as much. So I boiled up some chicken breast for him and he just wolfs that down. So I'm like, all right, cool. It looks like I'm cooking for my dog now. <laughs> <laughs> so she is 17. Um, we had an issue. Well, I can't remember what year it was. Um, but the Chinese dog food scare that there was a additive that they were putting in dog food that was actually killing dogs. Um, so back then I was feeding her vegetables. I had her on a diet dog food and she was barely getting like a quarter of a cup of food a day. And uh, I was already cooking ve vegetables just so she could get something that wasn't going to um, pack on any extra calories. And then this all happened. She got worms from a fish kill. It was a whole big story. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, I stopped giving her dog food altogether, started her on, on only people food with the chicken, turkey, um, usually a fowl type of uh, pro meat product and a mixed vegetable blend. And within a matter of two weeks, uh, she dropped a good pound and a half in a dog her size. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. And skin problems, itching, everything went away. The vet was super happy with her weight that she was at. And it, it was, it's definitely a life changer, but She's only eight pounds. I cook <laughs> once a week for her. She's not like an 80 pound dog that it's like having to cook a meal every single day. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I've been, like I said, I've been feeding <laughs> these chicken breasts and I'm vegan. So I'm like having to learn how to cook meat. So I'm like, oh God, what, what do I do here? And um, I've been just buying him these frozen chicken breasts, organic chicken breasts and then boiling them. But he has like four, like this size a day. Like he's having like a whole plate full and yeah, it's, it seems a lot, but I mean, he enjoys it. He's down here asleep. How big is he? Uh, 75 pounds right now. Oh yeah. So yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a big boy, but I, I would like him to get a little bit, a little bit bigger. Cause you, you can like feel his spine and he's still not, um, cause from when he was a stray, I, I think he was a little bit. He's young, right? We think so. Yeah. He's a rescue. So it's hard to say, but the way he acts, they estimated that he was somewhere between like one and two um but he definitely acts like a puppy like he runs around and he's he's every day he's like coming out of his shell a little bit more because uh when i first got him he was terrified but now yeah and he's like playing earlier on i just sat on the couch having a cup of tea this morning and he just randomly came up and just bit my leg not hard like just like mouth my leg is like Come play with me. come on dad let's go play yeah and i was like what's this what's this new behavior because he's never done that before <laughs> 
so yeah he's uh he's cool he's a he's a good boy so i mean the least i can do is cooking some chicken every now and again hey i could give you um you could incorporate dark meat and um any kind of organ meat as well mm, my vegan self is really looking forward yeah. to this <laughs> i would stay away from liver but like chicken hearts are really good and easy to find um and and yeah really chicken hearts maybe mm. even the gizzards are mm. good oh i can't wait thanks Corey. thanks i was really looking forward <laughs> to talking chicken to heart, you <laughs> chicken chicken hearts are clean um you could also get an instapot back there uh-huh that's how you just throw it in there and cook it and then pop it in the fridge yeah yeah I've, I've, get, get like a week's worth I was going to say, I, that's what I just did this morning. I, I, I made him his chicken and I was looking at the rest of the bag. I was like, I might as well just boil this up and put it in the fridge and then I can just heat it up for you every day. It's easier than having to get a pot out and boil it. So, all right, yeah. Well, off air, we'll talk about that because I'm sure people are more interested in hearing about your work than about chicken gizzards. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Especially if your fans are vegan. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think they are. I'm not. I'm not really, I'm not one of those like, uh, I'm not openly vegan. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not one of those that tells anyone else what they should do. I mean, my my uh, view on it is just like eat the best meat you can. If you are going to eat meat, you know, eat the best meat you can. So at least uh, mm-hmm. whoever it is you're eating got a, a decent chance while they're still around. And that's that's about as much as I say. Everybody needs to do what makes themselves happy. And yeah, for me, like mm-hmm. the, the vegan thing was was a, a I kind of fell into it in January. I got um. Uh, diagnosed with like a blood disorder and so I had to change up my diet reduce my iron intake and so I was just like oh while I'm doing this maybe I should just do the whole vegan thing because I've been vegetarian for 20 years so um so I was like yeah let's do it and I've loved it like I've, I've really enjoyed it and anybody that says that you lose weight by becoming vegan is a liar you lose weight by getting a dog that's how you lose weight becoming a vegan potatoes are still vegan so you can but st- potatoes are not a vegetable <laughs> This potatoes or starch this is true but they are also delicious Corey, and you can eat them as a vegan in as uh, as bountiful quantities as you would like and that is what i did and so i didn't lose a pound yes <laughs> all right well let's get into it then so um you found you found us through the producer michael channel because you are based in florida right and you're building a new home correct um but yes yeah We'll just say with that, yes. Is that, uh, it, it's been it's been kind of for a while. Okay. I've been following, and then once we moved down to Florida, uh, South Florida, um, I try to expand and find out, and just social networking for myself, just trying to find out other people likes that I like to expand. So that was. It, the main reason oh okay i i just presume that you had gotten into us because you were building your house and maybe been looking at house tours and you found us that way oh okay well i just like house tours in general right yeah (laughs) me too me too they're they're a lot of fun we did you see the last the 65 million dollar house we just did and i want to see the what is it the 500 million dollar one oh god yeah so we're we're waiting on that so the the developer uh we're, we're just waiting on the green light from him uh, Nile, the guy's called Nile Nayami, I think. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe you could do him a, a shout out and just be like, Nile, let them re- review your house. Thank you very much. Nile, I want to see the house. Thank you very much. Please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. How can you refuse that? Um, I, I, I need to know what I am missing in my house to get the next step up 
and I, expand. I think 500 million is like, uh, so we've driven by it. We've, we've driven <laughs> around before it was actually built. And I can't describe the, the scale of the whole property. I, I genuinely, I think when we get to film it, I'm not even going to be able to comprehend the fact that I'm in a house. You know, it's going to feel like I'm in some type of either a hotel or like commercial property because I want to say that they had a, and this might be totally off, but I want to say there was something like a 20,000 square foot gym in the house. (laughs) Wow. 20. Dang. Dang. Yeah, there's like a nightclub. Mine is going to be 12. A nightclub? Jesus Christ. Right. You don't have to leave. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole point. But you're having a 12,000 square foot gym in your house? Not 12,000, 1,200. Oh, 1,200. I was was like, holy crap, you're balling. I said 12,000. I'm sorry. No, 1,200. Yeah, even so, twelve. That, that's bigger than my place is here. That's a that's a pretty nice gym. But you're you're huge into working out, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, every day, at least five to six days a week. Wow, that's good for you. Good for you. I um. Well, I, when you see yourself in front of the camera every single day. This is true. This you is notice true. everything. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Say, I was just about to say. Well, I'm in front of the camera, and I don't really care. But um, a lot less of me is in front of the camera than you. So yeah <laughs> so all right pretty much every square inch tell me tell me a little bit about uh what you do first of all for for those of you who perhaps don't know who you are um and then uh let's go back to to the beginning because this is the first opportunity i've ever had to speak with and how how do you like to be referred to are you uh, an adult film star are you a uh, what what is the politically correct phrase because obviously porn star is the one that everybody knows but i don't know if uh-huh. that is appropriate or not I like to be known as a porn star. Hopefully you can use that on YouTube. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, adult film star, I think, is the PC version um, or adult film actor uh, is the PC version. But I don't like that because when you're an adult, you're an adult. It doesn't really tell right. the full story of who you are. So okay. I, I prefer porn star. Okay. That's really what I do. All right. And so how did you get started then? What was your entry into porn? <sighs> My entry into porn um, a long, long time ago, back in 2001, um, I met my then boyfriend, now husband, and uh, he liked to videotape us having sex together. So that kind of opened things up. And I did um, a lot of like hot girlfriend contests um, early in those early years back when it was pretty much just pictures on the internet. And then it just bloomed from there. And it was into all kinds of stuff. Was it something that you had ever been interested in prior to that? Like what, what did you do for, for work before? No, um, not, I didn't even really watch porn in the sense of watching a video or really looking at photos now i did see like the playboy magazines that was just open and not like spread open but they were available in my house when i was growing up um but uh it was nothing that i thought if you asked me when I was the younger version of me that you were going to be in porn and, 
and all this was gonna happen, I would just, no, not me, not me at all. But um, just finding, and and I guess maybe the way I did it or the way we did it, um, getting in and producing our own content, if you will, from the very beginning and then branching out and doing mainstream porn um, was probably the best um, way for me to explore and find out that I really enjoyed being one watched and two, like the whole dressing up and playing a different character uh, really hit the spot when it when it came to things like that. So, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun and um, I think it, uh, it definitely helped the way we got in and progressed and it, it has been a very long journey. That's Since, interesting. Like 2001. Yeah, so so you got in right in the the that was like the very early days of of actual video content online, wasn't it? That was when everyone's Correct. internet was just about getting good enough that you could stream a video. Correct. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even have cameras on your cell phones back then, and you're you're waiting for the picture to load. Yeah. On your. God, your God taking me back now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so yeah. getting into it that way, then I, it, it's very interesting, and th- this is why I wanted to get you on the podcast because it's we we are both content creators. You know, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, like our we we both have an audience that enjoys watching the content that we put out, um, and we're both very much in control of of the content that we put out. And so that was very interesting to me because obviously we're in totally different industries, but but the actual um, the vehicle which we're using is, is very much the same. So I was interested to talk to you about how you've evolved with technology and, and, you know, over the years, how that's progressed. And also, you know, as of late, like how the whole COVID things affected you. Um, so so back in the beginning, you were you were like mini DV tapes or what was it? What was it back High then? Eight. High eight. Oh, High my eight. God. Wow. Yeah. 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 So that, that was quite a, a labor intensive process right you film everything then you have to digitize it all and then wow and and so did you have a background in production or did your husband have a background in production no uh, no it was he enjoyed watching a particular type of porn it was the pov kind of homemade porn um so he just enjoyed watching or filming while he was doing his thing and uh And I guess going back and exploring those um, those <laughs> experiences later on. So not really any background on that. I mean, we've self-taught a lot of what we've known um, and a lot of what we we know um, with audio, visual, and uh, everything of that nature. I took some photography in high school uh and then a couple of like cinematography classes in community college but we both it was all full-time jobs um and uh it was a part-time deal that turned into a full-time career (laughs) that's incredible and so in the beginning where were you like submitting the videos uh like little websites uh girlfriend like the hottest girlfriend um my first true website was on southern charms it's still actually i guess somewhat active um it's live still 
was the first real website that I had where I, where we would take photos and do little video clips and post them on the internet. Um, before that was like Watcher's Web. It was like the hot girlfriend contest, uh, swinger lifestyle genre of, of website. So I was making eyeballs, if you will, to my pictures. And then that's when um, the adult model agent came to me and said that you could possibly have a career in this. And then very slowly kind of worked because I still had a full-time job that I was doing, um, not necessarily nine to five, but and nine what, to five. What were you doing? Yeah. What was that job? I was, a. Uh, I was in food service, um, and then I was also going to school at the time to become a paramedic. Okay. So it was a combination of that, and then also doing this stuff on the side. Um, shit, why not? Uh, we were, me and my husband, uh, we met in the military. So met in the military. <laughs> I was a cook, and then I was going to school as a paramedic, and I was a paramedic um for seven years mm -hmm. while we were doing all this just on the side is as extra money and playtime. <laughs> and and so was this something that you had like explored with previous partners or was this all very new to you uh no it it was definitely just with him um the the whole videotaping and recording i'm i, I yeah because I mean, cameras were huge back then. Like even right. before that, like most people home cameras was only really a VHS tape player. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think it was just pretty much with him. So it was kind of a whole series of, of learning and, and uh, watching, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, because I've always been interested in the, the psychology behind it. Because obviously on, on its most primal level, you know, young lads watch porn like can you hear me uh oh i think we've got a technical difficulty happening right now all right back in the game sorry about that guys we just had a little technical um but we are back uh so thanks for sticking around um so yeah i think i was saying about um uh like you getting into the industry and and about the i've always been interested in the kind of psychology behind it because i don't know any porn stars well i mean i do now but like i you know i come at it from totally the other side of the coin which is just the being the viewer and none of my friends uh have any interest or have ever showed any interest should i say in, in getting into the industry so it's very interesting to me a how you got into it the fact that it was like you weren't even interested in porn prior to it um, and then B, how you've ended up being making like such a huge career out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, very, very. Okay. So how do I explain this? Um, I am different. <laughs> I am so different compared to a lot of the other girls in this, um, industry. Um, because a lot of them have enjoyed, like enjoyed porn watched a ton of porn. A lot of them used to skip school to stay at home and masturbate or find out a booty call, if you will, um, instead of going to school. So I was a fairly decent student 
And um, I don't know. I don't. I guess I I could say that I'm one that I was always brought up to find something that um, as a career to find something that makes you happy and do what you love. Mm -hmm. And cooking did that for me. Um, becoming a paramedic did that for me. And then finding this other thing uh, that I could, as a hobby, if you will, um, and just have fun with it, not, not necessarily make a lot of money. Um, and then, uh, and just finding that, and then finding that we could actually make some money and make a true living off of porn um, and whole uh, was just, I don't know, we've always had like this business um, sense to everything that we do. If it doesn't make sense um, and it doesn't make us happy, then we just stop doing it <laughs> altogether. Sure. So that, I mean, that's how I've always done things. So it, it's just seemed natural, if you will. Yeah, no, to absolutely. Kind of do this. Absolutely. And, and so when you started out then in the beginning, was there that moment where you were like, whoa, like I could, I could do that. Like I could stop doing the paramediking. I could, you know, do this full time for a living. Do you remember oh, that? No, no, <laughs> that didn't happen until probably 2008, 2008. So it had been already almost eight years, um, five years of doing it part-time and even then um in 2008 it was kind of a forced entry into doing Excuse this full-time <laughs> <laughs> exactly um it it was kind of forced upon us um my husband was a civil engineer um he went to engineering school out of the military uh i was a paramedic um the housing market crashed I was having um, issues with uh, the whole Medicare, Medicaid, and just paperwork in general. And I was kind of losing out on a job myself um, just because the company that I worked for wasn't getting paid. So then they couldn't pay their employees. Uh, so it was just kind of something that we were forced onto. And we were already making a little bit of money and it was kind of, we were forced to find a way to make this work for us and to cover the bills. So it was something we really enjoyed and it was just playtime. And now all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, <laughs> we have to do this. So I would probably say 2000 and 12 was really the year that I found out like I can make money at this and really make money at this. And I probably wouldn't say that I can make a lot of money doing this until like the last maybe four years. Wow. Is really when I found out that I can, because porn was so driven as people had to pay for porn. You had, if I wanted to be paid, I either had to work for somebody or I had to make content, my own content and 
force people to watch porn. So when Pornhub came about and started doing the model incentives, like if it was your actual content, they pay you kind of like how YouTube pays you, where views gave you a fraction of a penny. So it was all on the advertisement base. And that's, that's really when it hit me and said, you know what, I can make some money doing this, which was weird because the porn is now free, but I'm still making money off of it. Right. No, absolutely. That, I mean, that's incredible that you, I guess you can tell that it's something that you love to do because you were doing it for, what, 11 years before you even started to, to make decent money from it i mean that's mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is uh some endurance there again excuse the pun like to be able yeah. to to be able to stick with it through all of that um you know but I, it, it was all it's like a lot of these girls come into the business they get tossed in they do everything almost at once and i understand that some of these girls that's if that's their thing they can go ahead and do that um they love it but they're out in six months, two years, maybe five at the most. And uh, I was able to come into this business, do what I want when I wanted to do it, and really had the, the ability to say no to things that I didn't want to do, um, kind of step back and do something else if I wanted to. Um, instead of just diving head first, probably if I had been in this, gotten into this industry in the, that way in the very beginning, I probably would have been turned off within a couple of years because I just would have been burned out. Yeah, most no, likely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're very fortunate. And I watched, uh, was it Hot Girls Wanted, the, um, mm -hmm. the Netflix documentary? And that was honestly quite shocking to see what happened on the you know the other side of things and, and to really understand how these girls were just being like picked up run through the ringer and then just spout out the other side and a lot of them didn't have anything to show for it and yeah and a lot of i mean yes there is some part on these agents but a lot of it is again towards the girls the girls come in the business and they see it as um a party it's a big party for them. They make a lot of money. They burn a lot of money. So money comes in and immediately goes out. Mm -hmm. So it, I always had this kind of business sense to like everything that I did. Um, so it, it followed through to even play time interesting yeah i mean a lot of those girls that, that i saw were were young and and very impressionable and i think that's why that the guys that were bringing them in were able to do what they were able to do and make their money off them and then kick them to the curb um so mm -hmm. that that's yeah credit to you for for having the, the business acumen to do it and so you were talking then about how in the last four years things have exploded and, and you're really able to make serious money now and is that down mm -hmm. to the fact that there are things like um only fans and patreon and those types Types of websites that have opened people's eyes to being able to like pay a subscription for content that they enjoy because i remember porn back in the day like way way back 
and it was like any time that you you got to the point where it was like oh pay for this content it felt kind of seedy and dirty it's like oh i don't i don't want to give my credit card details to watch porn like what am i some kind of a monster whereas now it's like oh what you mean you can pay 15 bucks to see some hot girl like take pictures of herself like yeah of course like sign me up mm-hmm. and it the mm-hmm. mindset seems to have changed is is that what you've experienced yeah, because uh, society in general, I think, has changed. Porn isn't as taboo as it used to be in the past. Um, it's not that dark um, kind of uh, uh, like like the dark internet. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I can definitely say that that has helped out a lot. Just society in general um, being more comfortable with. Um, accepting porn and sex in general um where were we going with this <laughs> no I was, I was just saying how how things like uh, only fans and patreon and the, these subscription-based services have mm-hmm. changed people's mindsets i guess not only to porn but also to paying for content that you enjoy whether yeah. that be adult content or whether that be well, watching back someone. It, uh i kind of mentioned this um few days ago too i don't know if it was to you or somebody else but back in the early years guys were uh, people who watched porn were either dedicated to <laughs> there's there's the husband in the back <laughs> that's fine <laughs> he's getting a, a biscuit for her set puppy um uh was um <laughs> Um, so in the early years, a lot of times guys were very dedicated to a model and a model would shoot with the other companies. They would go out and buy the DVDs of the model and pay for the model's website, um, membership to a model's website, sometimes get a membership to a network of different girls. And then, um, that kind of fell away. Um, and fans started to being Uh, started being more dedicated to a certain website when when websites really started taking off and these different companies had their own websites fans were dedicated to a particular type of website let that be whatever porn company is out there um and i think the tides have kind of changed and gone back to now that porn isn't as taboo it's more talked about um people are finding out that the models aren't making the money for the content that they're shooting even though they are making some money they're getting paid to do their job but they're finding out that they want to give more of their money to the actual model so the patreon only fans um there was one a couple of years ago i can't remember whatever, um, that uh, would kind of give it access to fans to actually pay a model to do what they do. Right. Uh, And so a lot of times for them, particularly yeah as well, a custom well i think that's it, isn't it with as social media has exploded and now people have got their their big personal followings online it, like you say it, it's 
you build a much stronger connection with the fans. No, you, you're no longer just the hot girl that he sees in a video that then he just moves on to the next video and the next girl. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, well, he follows you on Instagram. So he sees uh, your day to day. He sees your stories or she, you know, I'm saying he, mm-hmm, she, see, mm-hmm. you know, that they see everything that you do. And so you build that rapport and you build that like, yeah, I guess people feel like they know you more. And so they are more inclined to to want to, make sure that you're taken care of because you're offering mm-hmm. more value to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. guys have been doing that all the way through though, by generating your own content. So have, have you found that your Correct. audience has been loyal? Do you still have fans now that started following you back in 2001? Oh yeah. Um, I actually gave um, a couple of photo sets that are from the Southern Charm site um, that I had um, in the past that were like the best, um, photos. And I was posting them on my only fans and a fan of mine, um, sent me a message on some other system, either Instagram or Twitter or something and said, um, are you circulating photos from other websites and how, like, how does it all work? And I probably should have said that these are my best, um, photo sets from my son i just i never even assumed that i had fans that saw all this content that i shot back in my early 2000s and um i just thought it was like new content for them and they're they've been following all these years wow so so they'd (laughs) seen website to website they'd seen the pictures and they were like oh my god i remember these from i've seen yeah 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 that's awesome i mean at the end of the day it doesn't matter whether you're talking about building an audience based around porn or around youtube or around whatever it is like any type of audience if you can build that like authentic engaged audience like that that's hugely valuable both on a business level but also on a on a personal level you know it's nice to Mm -hmm. i bet it's nice to know that you've got people that have followed you all the way through and kind of yeah stuck with you all these years Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm and so where now is the industry going? Like, obviously, the whole COVID thing, um, everybody's streaming stuff, everybody's shooting their own content. Where does, where do, well, okay, well, first of all, where are we at? And then where is it going? I have no idea where we're at. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know where it's going. Um, <laughs> um, everybody asks me that. Um, and I've even two years ago, like people would ask me, where do you see porn going in the future? And, oh God, I like, I always assumed that we would go back to the old days when um, porn was a feature movie, if you will. Okay. They took time. Um, they uh, scripted things out. They had scenes, everything. Like I always assumed that's where porn was going to go back to. And then this whole COVID thing came mm-hmm. and it's very hard to shoot porn in that nature uh, when you are stuck in your house. I mean, For sure. uh, yeah, I'm very um, happy in the place that I am where I have my own cameraman. I have my own stunt, if you will um so stunt like uh uh i i didn't want to say because <laughs> we're on youtube male talent oh <laughs> so is, that, I have is that what they're referred cameraman. to 
Yeah, but it has a, the C word. Uh -huh. I don't know if I could say that. But is that on. is that actually what it's referred to? Kind of, yeah. That was more <laughs> of an older term, but brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So I have my own cameraman. I have my own um, male talent, <laughs> stuntman, um, and I have my own toys. So I am lucky enough to where I can continue to make my own content and and make decent. I I still think it's just decent. Mm -hmm. I don't like. I don't see it. Like we could do so much better. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you can't can't stretch your creative muscles as much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, I guess for it, sure. I guess you you run out of ways to do things, right? I mean, if you if you're stuck with the the same the same things in the same house, then it's mm -hmm. difficult to to I guess come up with different different scenarios. And I mean, hell, I I struggle to make different YouTube videos sometimes. And I live in Southern California, where I can go out and go into the mountains or the desert or whatever. So I can only mm -hmm. imagine what it's like when you've got the same you know, the same bedroom and you're, you're the, the same stunt man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I can't believe that's what it's called. That's amazing. Is that what he gets credited as in the, uh, in the credits? No, no, he, <laughs> we really don't have credits. It, it's, right. it's just Luke Longley as stepson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let, can we talk about this? All, okay. of, all of this weird, like, it, oh, I say weird. I mean, who am I to say it's weird? If it's what you like, <laughs> then, then more power to you. But the whole, like, step thing and like it, it seems to be as much as sex is becoming or porn is becoming less taboo it seems like now the pendulum's swinging the other way and it's like all right well now that everybody knows what uh now correct me is it brazzers or brazers brazzers okay good that's what but I i've heard it, it both Wait, I've so... always said it Brazzers, but um, someone said to me because I have Brazzers license plates around on my van, mm -hmm. so I just bought this this van that I'm going to convert into a camper, and it's a white long wheelbase Ford Econoline, and it looks like the Bang Bus. So I, well, as soon as I got these Brazzers license plates, because before you started following me, Brazzers started following me. I, I have no idea why they follow like 800 people, and I'm one of them, and I'm like okay cool and so they sent me these license plates rounds for my race car originally and then when i got this van i was like oh no these have got to go on the van um so uh i forget where, where i was going with that um i've lost my train of thought now I'm, i was thinking too much of the bang bus <laughs> what was i what was i just saying i was um, talking about so, uh, you wanted to the, the whole step family thing oh yeah um, yeah yeah, what you didn't quite get what you wanted out of that, right? Yeah, so obviously, with you know, everybody knows what Pornhub is now, and it's mm -hmm. very mainstream. But now it's like, okay, cool. Now let's start screwing our family members. Like, what's your take on that? Okay, so I can say I started shooting the whole step family family. I like to call it family role play mm -hmm. because, in a sense, that is what we're doing the whole step family that is just um credit card processing so family role play scenes back in 2008 9 um and i really haven't noticed there i mean i really didn't notice a uptick in the whole family role play until probably the last four five years has it been something that almost every production company shoots now because of Pornhub 
and it's the most searched it, it's wild Pornhub. it just i just remember it kind of i would say in the last 12 18 months or so it just seems like every single time you go on the website that's that's it that's what comes up and it's like wow well people are obviously watching it but i just i don't yeah. know for, for me i was i was just like huh people have got like obviously there's lots of different kinks but like that one i was a little bit kind of came out of left field because i'm like wow now we're getting down into like the i know it's not incest but like we're, we're going down that path here um and yeah i just i, I found that a little bit odd like are there any are family there any... role play <laughs> family oh, role play however <laughs> however you want to sell it <laughs> so uh, how are there any sort of like weird little corners of of the internet well not the internet but are there any weird little niches that you find particularly strange i mean obviously we've got to keep it somewhat uh family friendly here but mm. are there any that you're just like ah, i just don't get that one at all uh not get i usually eventually get everything um i've done a wide variety of different type of niches in the porn industry um or in the adult entertainment business <laughs> it's very politically correct of you <laughs> yeah um the so I was I was doing my research yesterday ahead of this okay. and I saw that there was one series where you kept getting stuck in things. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest uh like genres that I've seen. It's like stuck under a weight bench, stuck with your head in a, a uh -huh. washing machine and I was like, uh -huh. "Wait, what?" I think that goes towards um it the whole I don't know if I can say this. The um forced uh -huh. sex it's it's replacing that kind of porn because in a sense a person is kind of forced to right. be in a certain situation because they're stuck and then everyone is currently stuck in their homes uh so it it kind of goes with that in the whole uh, can you bleep things out <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. As long as I take a note of when you said it, what, what are you okay. going to say? All right. So I think the stuck porn replaced the rapey porn. Right. Got you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think you're probably right. And, and that's the thing when I was saying about, you know, everybody's got their kink, but I just, some of it, like I'm a very um, surface level porn consumer. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm, I don't have any like particularly deep and dark secrets. Um, but there are some that I just find actually quite hilarious. And are there any when you're filming or like when you're having to do these certain things, is there any comedy on set in it? Um, the whole butt worshipping and like the fart worshipping <laughs> is probably the most hilarious stuff um, I've done in the past. Um, the the Probably the weirdest and the twisted stuff would be the um adult diaper um content that i've shot um what? and i don't do that anymore it's I... it was way too weird and is that is that you is that them wearing it or you wearing it all the above wow <laughs> like, for, like uh, okay i this is this is a, a side of the internet that i haven't been to and so what happens so uh, certain parties wear diapers and then the other party usually takes care of the diaper things happen in the diaper um 
diapers stay on for too long, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I, there, there's a whole age regression fetish out there touches on that. Um, that is probably the weirdest. Um, also the war being eaten when a, a guy fantasize, fantasizes about being swallowed or eaten. And that's the, in a sense, the only way they can satisfy the person that's eating them is by being the snack. Wow. I hope that's as PG as I can make that one. <laughs> yeah, that was nicely done. Yeah, is this a, a slightly different interview to what you're used to? Uh, no, no, I, I pretty much get it all. Okay. I mean, I, I'm trying to hold myself back and come up with terms that are <laughs> uh, as PG as possible. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Well, because that's the thing. I, I was like, if it just goes out as a podcast, then we can talk about whatever. If it goes on YouTube, mm -hmm. then we have to be careful. But I know that a lot of people will, will want to see this on YouTube as well as, as listen to the podcast. So I mm -hmm. figure, unfortunately, guys, you're going to have to take a hit on the fact that we can't get in as uh, as, as deep, so to speak, as, as we could do yes. otherwise. Um, so, so that when you say the eating thing, um, mm -hmm. is that, uh, do you mean like the dudes physically being eaten like by a monster or you mean like, like, uh, it was a little bit of both. I've been eaten by things. Um, I, I want to say maybe it was even part of the Pee Wee Herman when Pee Wee Herman was like eaten by his couch. Um, there's, there's weird fetishes that come from childhood experiences that you have yeah. um and that were very pleasurable i guess to them when they were a child uh so the whole eating a lot of times they get shrunk and the giantist uh situation happens where you've got this strong large amazonian woman dominating um the smaller watcher uh and then ingesting them this is <laughs> not them. the conversation i thought i was going to be having at one o'clock on a thursday afternoon <laughs> wow yeah it's isn't it and interesting then, like how how people have got their things and how there are seemingly seemingly things that have nothing to do with sex that get pulled into people's sexual preferences mm -hmm. yeah like foot fetish was really big in the early 2000s and that's because actresses were posting pictures of their feet on their social media pages ankle um bracelets were really big the toe rings were huge so foot fetishes were big at that time so it, it all goes with the trends of what's mainstream actors and actresses are kind of promoting on their websites and you have to kind of follow along uh game of thrones was a big show that helped promote the family role play uh yeah i guess that whole situation so when mainstream movies and um tv shows are kind of touching base on these fetishes it goes into porn interesting yeah the only experience i've got with that is every time they used to play the karate kid on the telly i used to get more students at my karate class back in england <laughs> a <laughs> little mm -hmm. bit different a little bit different but <laughs> but same concept yeah for sure that's in and so who who are who's blazing their own trail who's kind of getting out there and doing stuff and is there any worry in being the first person to do something new oh crap um 
really don't know if there's anyone really blazing a new trail when it comes to porn. It's kind of almost, I mean, the family role play happened early in the, the, the early seventies. There was a lot of family role play oh, really? um, in porn back then. Um, it was a little less pronounced as it is now. It was kind of implied only like later on in the fact, because a lot of the girls probably wouldn't have been comfortable in shooting um, the scene had they know exactly what the they were looking for. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> You're just talking about how there's not really anybody blazing their own trail. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because a lot of it has already been done. I mean, right. Other than maybe a new fetish, and there's a whole completely different um, industry of fetishes and porn, mm -hmm. because a lot of fetishes, there's no sexual contact, contact at all, but the situation itself causes the person, the viewer to be sexually aroused. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, ASMR, that's, that's one mm -hmm. that seems to have become quite mainstream. Um, that what have you ever done anything with that? I have not, um, but I I know a lot of guys watch my movies with actual sound on. <laughs> if okay. that makes sense, because a, a lot of viewers sometimes will just watch a porn with no sound. It's right. all visual, and then I a lot of my viewers have a tendency to leave the sound on, uh, either for the voice or the noises, the moaning, um, the slurping, the, that whole situation, they, they enjoy my work. I have not particularly done anything just for that audio, but it's already in my movies. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Just close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, maybe you could do some, like getting nerdy here, maybe you could do some mm -hmm. stuff with like a binaural microphone uh, in just like a normal scene. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that if people don't want it, then they don't get it. But if they do, then at least they've got that kind of, yeah, spatial uh, like awareness as well as mm -hmm. the visuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was funny actually when we, so when Corey and I first started talking on Instagram, um, after we ascertained where she had started following me, it was then immediately onto like cameras and being nerdy. And the same thing, I was sat there and I was just like sat on my couch watching TV. And I'm like, I'm texting a porn star about the latest Sony camera. Like this is... <laughs> This is the the weirdest intro into the porn industry I think I've ever, ever could have imagined. And like I said, I am completely different. I am completely different compared to a lot of the other ones out there. So like a lot of the girls, they shoot stuff on their phone, their mm -hmm. iPhone or whatever they're using. Um, so they don't know the background of what cameras to use, what microphones to use. I mean, the girls that do the webcam um, have a little more uh, sense on lighting and microphones and cameras. But uh, if, you, if you're just a strict porn adult actress, whatever you want to be called, um, you don't deal with any of that when, when you're on set. Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's it. You're there to be talent, aren't you? It's like most <laughs> actors probably don't know how to uh, how to operate one of the cameras in, in a mm -hmm. Hollywood movie. Um, but it's interesting to me that you said that you thought that porn would perhaps go back to the heyday where it was uh, longer form scripted content, because I feel like 
as you just touched on with the girls filming stuff on their phones like that's what the majority of people are looking for nowadays it's that quick quick and dirty again excuse the pun like that quick and dirty like easy content um doesn't need to be polished and this is something that i found with with both mine and with the producer michael youtube channel um is that the the roi on going wow i can come up with so many innuendos here the roi on going balls deep on production is really it, it isn't there like you know you can spend an extra like half a day trying to make something super sexy in an edit but actually when you put out the content people are going to enjoy it both ways and so that that's interesting to me that that you would said that you thought it would go the other way yeah and i mean this is back probably five years ago but i always thought uh with like youtube and with youtube it it would be longer sets like they were actually starting to produce shows for youtube and then netflix came in and they were making actual shows and movies for netflix i thought that that is where porn was going to head into these actual production type um uh systems Mm -hmm. and uh works but with instagram snapchat um and all these other social media accounts everything is short quick TikTok. everything's short quick um and your attention is maybe three minutes tops and you're done yeah and i guess it's just that attention span if you've got a three minutes you're you're one and done and i guess i'm more old school in the sense where i would like a storyline and a build up and some sort of character arc <laughs> you're a purist in, in my movies you're, yeah, I guess you're so. a purist yeah most dudes are like all right scrub through to like three quarters of the way through like watch the end done yep yep no that's interesting and, and is there a calling for that like obviously with covid happening right now production i presume has has all but stopped um yeah. prior to this did did you see that there was kind of any transition towards that uh a little bit there was those higher end um production companies um, that were producing uh, scenes and the um, adult time, they seem to put more of a semographic um, aspect to their their videos. Uh, and we even tried to put more time in our own content, like you were saying with you and producer Michael, but then the ROI um, just was not there when the views hit. Like when people were watching it, they, they didn't rewatch it. They didn't spend more money. They weren't. They weren't enjoying it as much as we thought they were going to enjoy. Right. So everybody's now down and dirty with their their little handy cams. But I guess in a way though that that works out for the best because then you can create more content, right? Because you're not spending yeah. as much time. So yeah. You know, if, if if you can create more content and get more out there, then hopefully that will bring more revenue. Yeah. And, so, and in the end, they want it's it's quality or quantity over quality right now. And if you're not in an, uh, an in an eye shot within minutes or hours, you're pretty much lost um, in the shuffle nowadays. Yeah, it is crazy seeing seeing how people consume media. Just scroll, mm-hmm. scroll, scroll, mm-hmm. scroll, scroll. Mm-hmm. Stop for two seconds. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, especially with video content as well. Like a, a still image, it's it's easier to stop someone in their tracks, like on that scroll. But 
especially yeah. through like Instagram and stuff, trying to get people to hang around to watch a video is is tough. Yeah. Um, so where are you focusing most of your efforts at the moment then? Um, the tube sites, Pornhub, um, X videos. Uh, we pretty much just shoot our content for those tube sites. We still provide content um, for clips for sale, um, many vids. Um, my OnlyFans uh, is where we're kind of, but tube sites and OnlyFans is really the, the, the things that we're concentrating on because people don't just don't have money anymore to spend on on uh pleasurable things yeah no absolutely and and so with only fans obviously our conversation uh last week was that it seems to now be a lot more uh accepted that i i see girls on instagram that are they seem to be regular girls mm-hmm. right there's pictures of them with their friends with their dogs out on a hike and then their bio it's like join my only fans it's like, wait, what? Like, you you look like someone that I would see walking down the street that I would have no idea, but they have, like, a thousand followers on Instagram and they have an OnlyFans account. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to me how that's now shifted because, uh, again, our conversation went the same. If you were to have spoken to them even two years ago and said, hey, would you ever consider that for 20 bucks a month you'd, like, get your kit off and take pictures for anybody on the internet? They'd be like, mm-hmm. absolutely not, no way. Like, but now, so yeah, of course, this gets me yeah. an extra four or five hundred <laughs> bucks a month. Like, why not? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and OnlyFans does promote towards uh, fitness models, so you don't have to necessarily is, sell is Luke sex. Try- I'm sorry. Is Luke trying to see if he's going to be in frame back there? I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you guys are listening to this, all I saw then is I'm. <laughs> As I'm trying to listen to Corey, I just, I just see Luke's hand just like sliding in the corner of the frame, like trying to see if he's going to be on, on camera. Should I just put this artwork in the background? No, it do- doesn't matter to me. I'm, th- this, is, this is not a slick, polished production. This is... You, you need to do one with both of us. For sure, for sure. So, because um, he has a lot more of an insight on on the beginning than I do. Because I, I introduce you to Michael. And- yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's that's how we how we got connected. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, let's uh, let's figure it out. Then we we can do another one, and we can get the uh, the his version of the story as yes. well. Yes, the um, man's version of how to get into the industry. There you go. <laughs> don't email me don't no just don't don't ask me how to get into the industry i'm gonna tell you find an adult talent agent and have at it oh do you get a lot of that god yes i can yeah i can only imagine like normal girls getting sent pictures of dudes wieners you must just be Mm -hmm. bombarded with wiener yes but i get paid to view them (laughs) This is true. This is true. Wait, what do you mean you get paid to view them? I get paid to view them. I don't just open those pictures all willy-nilly like. Willy-nilly. They have to they have to send me a tip for me to see it. Wow. That's that's brilliant. That is taking control back from the unsolicited <laughs> dick pic dudes. Uh-huh. And people mm-hmm. people do that. People are like, "Hey, I'll give you 5 bucks if you look at my wiener." Yeah. And then they want to rate. Wow. 
hey like like i said i need to i need to stop like judging here whatever whatever tickles you pickle but exactly that's that's i guess yeah that's like the opposite of being a porn star isn't it paying someone else to see you naked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bless them oh well do you i mean do you ever get any good ones you have like oh wow 10 out of 10 well done sir um yes yeah there's actually quite a, a se- several guys out there that i'm like oh well if if you and a lot of them are like businessmen so <laughs> they're like no i have a full-time job i'm like I, granted i don't know exactly what they do but yeah you know <laughs> you're like hey you're, uh, you're a little talent yeah. spotter mm-hmm. and then a, a lot of its angles a lot of these guys have got the angles down right ah i see i see yeah this is this is a very interesting conversation because i think a lot of people guess what it's going to be like you know mm-hmm. a lot of people on this side are like hmm, I, I bet they get this but it's interesting to actually hear what goes on and so are you ever super honest do you ever get any like real like weird wieners and you're like mm, one out of oh, ten yeah would, would not I'm, view again mm-hmm. oh. yes i am completely honest when it comes to dick rates and what do they say um a lot of them get upset uh because i was honest but i'm always straightforward with them in the beginning i'm like i will be honest with you with what i think your penis or whatever it looks like <laughs> um so i'm complete and then they'll get upset with that and i'm like well, okay i'm sorry Sucks not sorry you, buddy situation yeah not only have you got a weird <laughs> willy but you just got roasted by Corey chase yeah, so I, I, I'm pretty straightforward. I've done a lot of femdom um, content in the past, so I know how to handle guys. And I have a wide variety of different types of guys. Like I'm playing a stepmom, I'm playing a girlfriend experience, I'm femdoming something, somebody, I'm, I'm a sub for somebody else. Like all, I have so many different conversations with guys all within a matter of a couple of seconds wow. so it's it's hard to switch around it's almost like having a multiple personality disorder yeah it's I'm, not a disorder i'm <laughs> sure i'm sure like a self-inflicted disorder wow that's mm-hmm. yeah so people that think that you just shoot naughty videos and post them online like they have no idea you're working for your money mm-hmm. you are oh, just yeah. putting yourself through ugly wieners and all kinds of stuff to make those dollars <laughs> what's the going rate yeah. for a for a, a willy rating a uh, willy rating is 20 bucks 20 seems seems quite fair seems quite fair <laughs> pay pay less than that for a, a smog check on your car make sure it's all running uh-huh. right so uh-huh no pay more <laughs> than that should i say interesting yeah so you do so, so what's your um what's your day-to-day like then what what does a, a day in the life of a porn star look like um wake up i have coffee i work out and um from the time that i wake up and start working out i've pretty much cleared out my emails kind of sorted through them to answer later um answer the emails um make my smoothie and and then pop on all the different websites and promote post and answer all the dms and private messages and text messages and emails that come in throughout the day um and just do that until i pretty much go to bed and so when do you when you shoot do you have a shooting schedule or is it just as and when um yeah it's pretty much just when things come in i shoot them um sometimes i will like bundle things together uh if they're short little clips 
um, that I'm shooting, but um, I will usually do a shoot maybe twice, twice a week, two to three times a week, uh, depending on what needs to be shot that, that week um, and um, any customs that come in. Um, and then I also have to fill in the content, but like I, it's a long day of like shooting content and pictures and videos and everything that gets done. And then of course I'll shoot stuff off and on throughout the day. Like if I'm doing something that I think might be interesting to a fan, I'll shoot something. Right. Get um, some archive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you yeah. ever wake up and just go, oh, do you not just leave me alone for the day? I just, I want to lay around in my pajamas and not have somebody look at me. No, <laughs> really? Because no, because you can't, you cannot let it go. Like if you let it go for a day, you're, you're just trying to play catch up afterwards. That, and then that's what I'm saying though. I'm not saying, do you, I'm saying like, oh. I'm saying like, do you ever just feel like that? And you just like, I just want to lie on my couch and watch game of Thrones or well, not game of Thrones. Cause it reminds you of work. I just want to watch Caesar's dog SOS or whatever it is. And yes, I do. Eat ice cream. Um, yeah. But I, I can get away, like, I can just put it down. I'm good at that. Like, I'll just not, if I don't see my phone, then I just put it down, put it away. It doesn't really bother me. Um, and I just do what I do. And then when I'm ready to go back to it, I go back to it. So do you, do I you take vacations? Separate things. Do you take time yes. off? Yes. We used to before the whole COVID thing. Right. Um, but even that, when we're on vacation, I'm still answering and replying and posting little things from the vacation so and what this, this has been now for how long because i mean you said in the beginning it was part-time so how long yeah. would you say you've been working at your current full-time 2009 so it's been 11 years 10 11 years at this kind of cadence like this kind of pace? um yeah yeah, we've we've been able to slow down in a sense um, with producing content because we've learned to um, spread it out in a certain way that we're not having to constantly like make, 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 make. Right. And then you can't make and disperse all at the same time. At least we can't with the lack of personnel. Right, only having one one stunt man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> That's interesting. And and so where, you know, given that you've been doing this for a while now, do you see yourself staying in this for much longer? Like, what's what's your uh, goal with all of this? I have, I think, at least another ten years, um, maybe five. Mm -hmm. But I I see myself probably doing this for another ten years. Maybe not so much for my own. Um, I might part, just like take a step back on producing my own and just leave myself available for the larger companies and maybe even doing those uh, more production type um, scenes later on, mm -hmm. if it actually comes back or not. <laughs> right, for sure. And what what's everybody else doing right now during COVID? Are you are you all kind of in the same boat, just having to create as much content as you can by yourself? Uh, yeah, I've actually been um, reached out. I have had offers of producing content for other companies by myself, 
Um, so I think that's what a lot of them are doing. They're filling um, their spots with self-produced content. And then um, some companies are kind of going back and, and filming um, new porn, if you will. Mm -hmm. has, uh, has COVID porn started yet? Is that a thing? Yeah, that, that was a thing. That started almost immediately. Um, I, there was some of the companies that back when it was big in China, um, they were doing the whole mask porn and the whole hazmat suit type porn um, was, was big. Um, and then, of course, we've incorporated the masks and the gloves and, and the, the whole stuck. <laughs> seriously that stuck stuff is it cracks me up i don't even think i could watch it like i don't I don't think i could watch it with any intent is what i mean just because it's like oh no i'm clearly not stuck under this weight bench but guess what a, a lot of what i do i try to keep it in a humorous manner like i'm very rarely has any of our scenes been a true serious deep down and like thought not necessarily thoughtful but very thought-provoking type of porn right. i mean it's porn you're jerking off you shouldn't really be <laughs> right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that and like when i i'm a happy person so i want to let people see that so it's it it's definitely something we've done some serious stuff and of course it just never really took off so what kind of we, serious uh, stuff um like the whole family role play maybe somebody gets in trouble in the family and the whole seriousness of what happens if a family plays together <laughs> types of situation um so we've done that but it didn't really go over very well and we spent a lot of time it was one of those scenes that we spent a lot of time filming and we thought it was great but it just it wasn't a taker and <laughs> dance and enjoy it and so what what would you say is your most popular type of content the the family role play it where is. i play the stepmom mm. <laughs> um the one i truly like enjoy shooting uh, is probably the cosplay porn that i've done okay um playing different type of superhero characters is probably the one that i enjoy the most but the the one that pays the bills is the family role play maybe you could do like a stepmom comes back from a costume party and catches stepson we've done it oh you have <laughs> of course you have of course you have halloween oh, is that what it was stepmom comes back from a halloween yeah. party yeah what was the stepson yeah, the... what was he doing was it was he like eating without using robin. a napkin or something no i think it was rob like he was robin and I was Batgirl or something. And... Oh, what? So the stepson was also... Yeah. Well, ah. he he went out to his party and then ah. um, he was supposed to like spend the night at the party and, and ended didn't. up coming home oh, early. I and hate it when that happens. You know what happens yeah. and catches Batgirl doing naughty things to herself. Oh, so. naughty Batgirl. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know it must actually be quite fun to like come up with some of these concepts when you can be a little more light-hearted about it mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you ever put in yeah. like inside jokes do you ever you ever like put things in there that oh you... yeah oh yeah like what oh yeah uh lots like we shows that we watch we do like little easter eggs 
Um, there's not, that's something you'll have to do during the, the double session. Okay. <laughs> he knows more on that. Okay. I don't think we have really like inside jokes. Yeah, the whole American dad thing that we have is kind of an inside joke type of situation, but it's kind of mainstream, like it's out there. Right. Got you. <laughs> we always uh, promote girls, like new girls that are in the business. Uh, when we shoot um, the family role play, like we'll promote my daughters coming back from college on Twitter. And of course, thousands of guys is this your real daughter is this your real daughter i'm like <laughs> we're like eight years apart from each other <laughs> that's, so. that's hilarious and and so then with the the content that you like to do versus the content that you ha not necessarily have to but you know the the cosplay stuff how do you decide what you're going to shoot from from week to week like who who comes up with your shooting schedule um it's what we um it's pretty much those sites that we're working with um whatever content we need for a certain website is what we shoot right um and then it also depends on a, a model that's showing up um back when we could actually shoot other models um that like certain models would show that were more fetishy so we did a lot more fetish work with them um so it, it kind of, we tailor things to who we're shooting, uh, when we're shooting and what we're shooting. Like here in Florida, you can't just shoot content outside right now. It's it's 90 degrees, but it feels like 110 right. with the humidity of like 80 something. So you can't do anything outside. So it's just, it's when and where and what Seasonal we porn. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so with uh, with you guys, if I can ask a little bit about you and Luke, um, mm -hmm. do you guys, like obviously you're filming together, but do you guys still have moments where you're just like, hey, we should just go and, uh, you know, go around the corner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've always been interested in that. And also like bringing other people in as well, you mm -hmm. know, because I guess when you guys first started dating, you were monogamous. And I, I guess you probably still consider, oh, you weren't? Okay. No, we were swingers. Oh, yeah. there you go. Then yeah. that answers all my yeah. questions. Yeah, I've always so, I've always wondered that. No, you have to have an open relationship unless you are like the only way I could think is it if it's just work. Like you have to have an open relationship because unless your partner is okay with you going off and doing something and they stay at home and only do whatever uh with you is it's fine um but yeah i you definitely have to have some sort of and communication is the key in keeping a relationship together for sure <laughs> doing well, this kind of stuff i mean you guys have been together for long enough now to prove that mm -hmm. that is definitely the case yeah because I've, I've always wondered that you know when when especially with girls that are in the industry and their boyfriends aren't or they're not mm -hmm. performers um, I'm always like, wow, can you imagine like, all right, honey, I'm off to work now. Okay, bye. See you later. And then she comes back home and you're like, hey, so uh, how was work? You know, mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. I, I can imagine that that's uh, an interesting conversation if that's the case. But I guess if you and Luke were, were doing that back in the beginning anyway, mm -hmm. then uh, that's that's different. So, okay, well, that answers that question then. <laughs> and so with everything that's going on and, 
COVID and stuff, like you guys, are you going to be looking to start any of your own types of like production company where you were talking about um, you not being in the industry for, or sorry, you being in the industry for the next 10 years and then maybe just doing like the larger productions. Would you ever Mm -hmm. consider switching to the other side and doing just the production side of it? Uh, Yes, Um, but we've been self-producing for so long. I don't know if we would get the same gratification from just producing. Yeah. Um, Because it's a logistic nightmare trying to get multiple people to show up um, at the same time and, and on the same day. (laughs) So it's just, it's a logistic nightmare and it's probably too much of a headache for us to really want to do that um, later on down the road. But I mean, things could change, who knows? For sure. And so outside of work then, what, what do you like to do? What's your, what's your escape from work? Um, watching TV, binge watching TVs, uh, reading, um, really just absolutely doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, just pretty much doing absolutely nothing is pretty much our our break <laughs> i'm sure well, it sounds like you guys are absolutely flat out yeah yeah but i mean we have a lot of fun doing what we do so it doesn't really feel like work all the time like a lot of times when we're shooting that is playtime. so it's it doesn't feel like work the the work itself is when we're editing and posting mm-hmm. and and like even answering like fans a lot of times is isn't really that much work because mm-hmm. you're having conversations with other people they end up kind of being your friends to a certain extent uh so it, it's kind of just a whole life hanging out with the world if you will <laughs> right no that's awesome i mean that i think that is the key to any type of longevity in any any business any line of work is to make sure that you enjoy it and it sounds like you do that's uh that's awesome that's that's very cool well look it's been great talking to you and uh Mm -hmm. i appreciate the the insight into things uh is there anything that you're working on right now or anything that you've got coming up that you'd like to share with people um you yeah um we're working on our house um we're trying a youtube with that um, trying to put something together on showing how uh, porn can help pay for nice things. <laughs> so we are starting a YouTube channel on that, um, This Modern Mansion, if you want to check that out. Um, but uh, you can follow me on OnlyFans. <laughs> there you go. There's the plug. How, how much um, is it? What's, what's the rate? Um, I think it's $4.00. Four dollars, I think. I am. I don't know when this is going to air, but mm-hmm. I'm running a special right now, so mm, this will probably August. go up next yeah. Thursday. I don't even know what a day week. It is. A week from today. Okay. What day? Day. Oh, I number don't know. day. Seven days from whatever oh, day yeah, it is right no, now. That's fine. Yeah. So just join my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be on sale <laughs> and, by and, then. And if you want your Willy rated, then it's twenty dollars. 
Yes, Willie rating is twenty bucks. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, well, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, when we get off air, let's uh, figure it out, and we'll get Luke in as well, and we'll mm-hmm. do a do a threesome, if you will, and uh, we can <laughs> we can talk about the house and. Yeah, we can get into that because mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing for you guys to uh, oh, yeah. to hear about. And hopefully, once it's done, we'll be featuring it on the Producer Michael channel. So yes. that'd be great because Michael used to live in Florida. Did you know that? Yeah, West Palm? Mm, good question. I don't know. I don't know where Ish. he lived, but yeah, I know he had I a thought, I, I would have figured he'd come from like Mar-a-Lago or something like that. Yeah, not not a clue. I know that he, he lived out there. He was a bit of a party boy out there. Had his boat or out Naples. there. Naples. I want Naples. Might be Naples. That sounds familiar. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll find out and, and let you know. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for chatting to me and for taking the time. No problem. And uh, yeah, it's been <laughs> a real pleasure. Fun. Yeah, me too. And uh, yeah, hope you guys have enjoyed this. A little bit different from from the usual, but that's the whole point of this podcast. Is I'm trying to mix it up and. Uh, yeah meet and talk to new people and have my horizons broadened Uh, (laughs) so uh yeah Corey, thank you so much your star you're very welcome thank you i will see you guys soon if you haven't subscribed to my youtube channel please hit the subscribe button give it a thumbs up if you're listening to this on any of the podcasting platforms then thank you share it with your friends and uh i guess i'll see you guys next time see ya nice thanks for that you're very welcome